Welcome to the Wilsdon New Testament Church of God podcast, where the building is closed, but the church is open. Hello, good morning. Pastor Brian here, just giving you a warm welcome to all of you who've been able to join us at the Wilson New Testament Church of God live stream Sunday morning worship experience. My prayer for you as you join us is that something in this service of the worship or the word or just the fellowship of joining with brothers and sisters together in this way will be a source of encouragement, renewal for you and spiritual strength from which you can take and go back into next week with the challenges you right now are facing in your personal storms. I think we're probably all asking the same question deep in our hearts. How will I get through my storm? Well, first, we should take encouragement and future hope in the words of Jesus, who stood in the storm with the disciples and said to the waves and to the wind, peace. Be still. But whilst we are waiting for Jesus to say peace be still to our personal storms and bring them to an end for us, the question is still in our hearts and we don't know if we're allowed to ask it where we're saying, how will I get through my storm until Jesus says peace be still? Well, we're going to drop in on a few people in the Bible who, in their personal storms, managed to find sources of strength for their faith that got them through. So come and join me as we look at the scripture and we will hear what that says to us. Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, verses 22 to 26, is where I've been referring to the story of the stilling of the storm by Jesus. Why don't I just read those words for you, hear about the storm and what Jesus asked afterwards. Now it appeared on a certain day that Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him and said, Master, Master, we are going under. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where? Is your faith. And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Going to revisit those wonderful thoughts. But first, let's go and join Noah in the Old Testament. God was going to destroy the world with a flood because of the disobedience that had really come to the point where God's saying, I'm, I'm not allowing this anymore. Noah built an ark. It was like a massive barge. And anybody who comes in the ark with you 
and the animals that are sending with you, I will save them from the flood that will come because of 40 days and nights of constant heavy rainfall on the earth. So Noah started out a shipbuilder's yard right outside his house. And people were asking what he's doing. He said, it's going to be a flood, but don't worry, you can get in the ark with me and we will be safe. Well, all he got from them was not bookings, but laughter, ridicule. And people just saying, well, you know, he's, he, he's on another planet. He carried on and built it. And, you know, it, it looked like a great opportunity. He put a sign outside his house right by the boat shed saying, come and cruise with Noah and family cruises and your pets come free. That all sounded great, didn't it? But they took no notice of Noah. Only he, his sons and their wives, his own family, joined him in the ark and all the animals that came in with them. But what I want to invite you to reflect about is when the ark got into the doldrums, they came to the point where was, there was nowhere for the boat to go. There was nowhere that they could dock and the people get off. We heard a lot like that in the news, haven't we? They were just floating adrift with no direction. It's called the doldrums. Just north of the equator, the weather pattern there comes where every now and again the doldrums set in, which is there's very little breeze, not enough to put wind in your sails for you to, to sail anywhere. But don't we sometimes fall into the spiritual doldrums where not even the wind of the Holy Spirit seems to pick up our sails and drive us forward. We call it the doldrums. It's a place of depression. It's a place of personal disappointment in life. It's a place of sense of failure because you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything about it. And that's the depressing, challenging thing that makes us feel, oh, everything is in vain. It's at times like that. We must not let the devil discourage us. We must not let our faith be frozen. We must not let doubts come in against what God has promised us. We need to say with the other person in the Old Testament, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change come, because God will surely bring a change. God will surely make a difference. And just that God wants us sometimes to realise that all we can do is do nothing and just trust on God who can do everything. It's our human challenge that we always seem to think that we can fix it. But there's some things right now you and I can't fix. We're just in a breeze empty space where we just wait for God to come and change things for us. So it's not only raging winds and boisterous seas that are dangerous. Sometimes the absolutely flat, calm sea is also a problem because we can't go anywhere and we're helpless to change it.
but we trust in God. Well, let's go back to the boat where Jesus and his disciples were. When he had performed the miracle and stopped the storm, we read, he turned to the disciples and said to them, where is your faith? Now we so poorly handle that, don't we? Does it mean that Jesus had just done the miracle when they were frightened to death and then turned around and said, so where's your faith? I thought you were disciples. I thought you were supposed to be the people I'm going to build the church with in, 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 in the little from now. What kind of people are you? But you know, was that really what Jesus was saying? Some of us think it is. And some of us behave like we think Jesus was behaving. And we go up to one another and said, you know something? Where's your faith? I thought you were supposed to be an example in the church. Where's your faith? If you had faith, you wouldn't be sick like this. In fact, if you had faith in God, then you could remove the mountains and you wouldn't get sick in the first place. You ever heard anybody talk like that? You ever heard anybody challenge you like that? And you ever had to say, Father, give me grace with my brother or my sister, but give me trust in you. Lord, I'm keeping my faith in you. But be assured, God does not come and rebuke you and chastise me because he thinks we should be doing better with our faith. He doesn't do that. He doesn't chastise me for my weak faith. He encourages my faith. He doesn't rebuke me for not having enough faith. He reassures me with the faith I've got. He doesn't put me down because he thinks I'm just weak. He lifts me up into his own strength and strong arms. Brothers and sisters today, no matter how your faith gets challenged, don't yield to the foolish challenges of people who say, if you had faith, this couldn't happen to you. Why do you think God put the book of Job in the Bible? So that people like you and me, when we are challenged by people who get all super spiritual, come to us and say, you must have sinned or else this would have happened. You must have weak faith or else this wouldn't happen. God put the book of Job there for a man who never even got the end of the story, but came out as a man who was faithful to God, even when he couldn't understand what God was doing. Jesus said, where is your faith? So what was the real question that Jesus was asking? He wasn't saying, what's happened? Why are you not believing? He was asking the question, where in your storm is your faith located? Now that changes everything. Jesus is saying, how do you relocate your faith? Where have you anchored your trust? That's what I'm asking you. And he took them back to where they were. First of all, he went back to the beginning of the story. He didn't start with the storm that he just 
caused to cease. He started at the story before there was a storm. He said to them, you remember what I said to you? Let's go to the other side of the lake. The great thing of the Christian faith is that every now and again, we need to go back to the beginning of the story of when we met Jesus. Hallelujah. Andre Crouch, that wonderful transforming gospel music musician wrote years ago take me back lord take me back to the place where i first believed because in his song he was saying sometimes i forget where i've come from sometimes i can't see through the mist and the storm clear enough anymore to see where i'm going Sometimes I can't even work out where I am right now. So, Lord, take me back to the beginning of the story. Help me to start again where I started with you. Remind me, Lord, what it was you said when I started this journey with you. The Lord called you, brothers. The Lord called you, my dear sisters, one day and invited you and me into his kingdom. We came and he then said, you know what? This is a journey I'm taking you on. It's going to get stormy sometimes, but let me tell you, he who has begun this good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the end. What God begun in you when he made you his child he hasn't completed it yet. He isn't going to give up on it at all. And he's going to take you through. And so where is your faith? Your faith is in the beginning of the story. Oh, hallelujah. Your faith is in the beginning of the journey. Your faith is where the first steps were taken. Don't abandon them now because you're not sure where to put your steps tomorrow. Go back to where you took the last clear steps. I say, Lord, take me back and help me to keep walking forward in you because you promised if you started something in me, you are going to be faithful to do it right to the end. And you also said, doesn't matter who you find, nobody is going to pluck you from my hand. Where is your faith shelved? Where is your faith Right now, in your storm, Jesus says to us, like to the disciples, where are the anchor points in your journey with me and what you've learned from me, what I have done in your life in different wonderful ways? Where are the points of deliverance and blessing? That's where you hang your faith. That's where your faith needs to be. The points that remind you and the points that just keep you going. What about the promises I made? I said to you, let's go over to the other side of the lake. That's my promise. That's the journey I said we're going to do together. So where is your faith? I'm not chiding you for not having strong faith. I'm just reminding you of the places where you can place your faith, where you can locate your faith, where you can anchor your faith, 
where you can remember where you were and you can go back there and pick it right up again. So where are the points that you are locating your faith? So the journey I've taken you on was let's go to the other side. You woke me up and you said, Master, Master, we are going under. And I got up and I said, what are you talking about? Going under? I didn't say to you, let's go under. I said to you, let's go over. Let's go over to the other side of the lake. We are not going under. We are going over with Jesus and my brother and my sister today. Whatever you are being challenged with, and I know that some of you and some of us have moments when we feel afraid. Don't let feeling afraid tell you that you don't have any faith. And just listen to Jesus, not the other people who come and tell you if you had bigger faith, you wouldn't have all of this. No, that's not what it's about. Where is your faith is what it's about. Where are the anchor points for you to anchor your faith? That's what Jesus is asking. He's saying, I know you are in a storm. So I'm just saying, where is your faith lodged in this storm? Don't look at the waves. Look at the journey. And what about the promise? My promise to get to the other side. My promise that I will never leave you. My promise that I will not forsake you. And my promise that even when other people say you are not really that good a child of God. My promise to you is that when I look at you, when the Father looks at you, we don't look at who you are. Glory to God, we look at who we are turning you into. We look at who we, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, are turning you into. He sees you as the end product. You and I see ourselves as the blemished product. We see ourselves as the job still in process. But that's where Jesus is talking about when he says, where is your faith? Put it where I see how you are, not where how you see you are. You see yourself as a job still waiting to be finished. I see you as a job completed in Jesus. And when the Lord looks at you and me in your storm, he sees people he has saved who he will never forsake and let go. And he's not chiding you and rebuking you when he says, where is your faith? He's encouraging you and helping you to say, yes, that's true. Where's my faith? Where are my anchor points? Let me get back to those. And the Lord is promising that he will complete that job. You know, um, the sport that I have loved for years is sometimes call it, called um, an extreme sport. And that's sailing, going on yachts and sailing across the channel from England to France, 14 hours in the night, 14 hours in the daytime coming back. 
And I've done a little bit of sailing. I've been on a crew with a, a racing yacht, uh, racing round the annual world-famous Isle of Wight race. They call it the Round the Island race. And I've been on a crew as a crew member racing around there. And we got a pretty good result. We didn't come in first, but we didn't come in last either. But I've also been in some boisterous seas. I've been in seas where we looked up to see the waves. 15 feet of water high towering above us and then crashing down and we're having to get between all of that. I remember one time there was a gentleman, because you sit around the edges of the boat, a gentleman there and the boat swung over, battered by a wave and he's, he fell backwards and he went through the little wire railing. So from his waist down, he was in the boat. But from his waist up, he was up to his neck in the ocean. We had to grab hold of him, haul him back in the boat. But isn't that interesting? You can be in the boat and in the ocean at the same time. But God will pull you through. You know, I learned a secret when I was doing sailing like that. Because there were times when I thought, Brian, why did you get yourself into this? There were times that I prayed and I said, Lord, please get me out of this. But I learned a secret. I learned that whatever was happening, no matter how much this boat was buffeting, and sometimes I, I was on the helm and helping to steer it, I learned to look at the skipper. The skipper was not the full crew, but he was in charge of the crew. And I realised if the skipper is standing up there at the helm and he's laughing and he's singing and he's enjoying himself, I thought, well, if the skipper doesn't think there's anything for him to be worried about, that means there's nothing for me to be worried about. If the skipper feels safe in charge of the boat, then I can feel completely safe on the boat with him. And that's what kept me calm in seas that were nowhere calm. But you know what the lesson is in that for me and for you today? With Christ in our vessels, we can smile at the storm. Don't look at the boisterous storm. Look at the skipper. Don't look at the threatening seas over your head. Look at the skipper leading you forward. If the skipper is confident and safe that we're going to get through it, why am I going to be afraid? The skipper's the one getting me through. And so the message today is, don't look at the storm you're going through. Look at the Lord Christ, who is your skipper taking you through. Oh, I just rejoice in God today. I just glorify my Lord today. He said, look at me. I'm your skipper. I still believe that we're going to go where I said, come with me. I said, let us go over to the other side. We are not going under. 
with Christ we are going over. We're not going under. I just want you to be encouraged today. Turn your focus away from the storm, even when you feel afraid, but especially when you're afraid. Watch how you think your skipper is doing. And if you think your Lord is still in charge, let your fears vanish and put your trust in God. Oh, may we just take fresh trust and fresh hope a fresh assurance today and be given a fresh hope in the Lord to know the Lord is not going to come aside of you even if you're feeling weak, even if you're feeling without strength. The Lord is not going to come to you in a time like that and say, I expected better faith from you. No, he's not going to come by you and say, well, I'll answer your prayers when you start trusting me more. No. He's going to come and say, even though your faith is small, even though your faith is weak, I just want to ask you, where is your faith? And take your faith back to the beginning of the story. Take your faith and put it at the beginning where Jesus called you. Take your faith and hang it on and anchor it to the promise for the journey that the Lord gave you to start with. And take your faith and anchor it on the other side that God has promised to take you to. Where is your faith? It's where you've given me to hang it, Lord. Thank you. God eternally bless you. God take you in safe sailing. In the storm, to the end of the storm. Keep waiting and you will hear Jesus' own words say to you, Peace. Be still. And at that point, your storm, my storm, will be over. Isn't God glorious? Why don't you just lift your hands with me? Why don't you even just stand with me at this time and just lift your heart to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. We trust you. And we're going to stay in the vessel, Lord. We're not going to jump overboard. Because with Jesus, we are going over. We are not going under. His peace be your peace. God bless you.